hear ye, and welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things geek culture. We cover movies, TV shows, and everything else in between. I am your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll, and I am once again joined by my very good friends, the one and only Justin Sandoval, a.k.a. Sandy, and the legendary Anthony Amato. We like to call him Shimato. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Hey, man, great. Uh, we got uh, less than a week away from Thanksgiving. And, That's right. Uh, who doesn't love the shovel food in their fat face, right? It's if you're coming, an American, <laughs> you love it. It's coming up, man. That's right. Nothing better to celebrate colonialism than Thanksgiving. It makes sense, right? It makes <laughs> yep. sense, yeah. <laughs> That's literally what it is. But we love it, don't we? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> definitely looking forward Anthony's to it. he's like, yeah, great. How do I follow that up? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do love food in my face as well. You know, that's where it goes, and it is delicious. We are Americans, and to some regard, uh, we will be Americans. We'll, yep. We will be like Americans. Should I restart this pod? Are we good? We're good? We're Let's good. Do. Let's keep rolling, baby. Hey, we, we mentioned it last week. We were talking about the holidays. We were talking about Thanksgiving, and we said, you know, <laughs> if, you don't, if you're not American and you, <laughs> you've never heard of Thanksgiving, don't look it up. Uh, don't look it up again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it is it is a fun. I don't know, man. It's it really is one of the best times of year where you get off on the Thursday and Friday. You get to relax and be with family. I really am looking forward to it. So I'm glad you are because I'm working uh, Friday. Is, is it open? Is it, your store closed on Thanksgiving Day? Okay, but I'll be good. there bright and early in the morning to open the store oh, on Friday. Yeah, man, I'm sorry. But anyway, moving on. That's a bummer. Well, listen. <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in for the Royal Geek Podcast. Listen, we have. I think one of the more unique episodes, I'm really excited. If you're listening to this, I think you are, you're going to be in for a treat. This is unlike anything we've ever done, okay? Um, I just want to give a quick uh, shout-out to, um, I guess, whatever what the main spotlight is for this episode. If you scroll down and you see the episode notes, you will see the timestamps for all of the news we talk about. But also, a little bit later, we're going to be going through... My top 16 movies of all time, my favorite movies, T-Roll speaking here, T-Roll's favorite movies in a bracket style, and Justin and Anthony are going to vote in each matchup. It's going to be so much fun. I cannot wait. Such a cool idea. Don't remember which one of you had that idea, but it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to do it. Um, So scroll down if you want to skip ahead, if you want to skip all the news, if you're not interested in that. Uh, but before we get to the news, quick shout out, please follow us on Twitter at Royal Geek Pod and please subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. Leave us a review and uh, help us to grow our listener base. Okay, guys, um, y'all ready to jump in? Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's, let's uh, do it. So we got some news. So here's the – this might be some of the biggest news that came out this week, um, especially for maybe our listener base and for the three of us and the things we enjoy um, so Wonder Woman 1984, it's been rumored, you know, that it might go to streaming, and then they said, no, we're going to hold off for theaters, and then streaming, and then, hey, you know, maybe we'll just go to DVD. No, just kidding. They never said that. But uh, they have decided officially to go to streaming, and this, this is pretty cool. It's going to be on HBO Max on December 25th. Now, tell me what's so significant about that day. Christmas Day. Christmas Day, yeah. man. How cool is that? That's, a virtual present. That's exactly right. It's yeah. a present for sure, man. Gal Gadot on Christmas Day. Come on, yeah. dude. Sign me freaking up, man. 
Let's go. Kristen Wiig. Yes. Yes. I'm actually, she's probably going to deliver a really phenomenal performance, man. I'm looking she forward to that does. one, for sure. I could see her, yeah, but pulling in a pretty awesome performance, yeah. I feel like she has some decent chops under there that she hasn't been able to dive too deep into so far in her career. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm just looking forward to one woman overall man oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah i mean i'm a sucker for comic book movies and uh i do believe the first one Woman was a great movie i mean it, yeah i thoroughly oh, enjoyed it, was... it and same director returning same cast for the most part it and was easily uh, the best movie in the dc oh gosh yeah <laughs> yeah extended it was, universe it was <laughs> yeah. the it was the first real signal of dc the dc universe getting its stuff together yeah, yeah. it could do something right yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure I agree. I agree. And uh, I'm just excited, man. We get a nice little present to open up on Christmas it's Day. It's going to be awesome. And it's going to be good to watch Is there the any sort too. of – do you have to pay an additional fee? I imagine you do. From what I have heard? seen, yeah. I have not seen anything yeah. additionally really? added to it. Yeah. That is Dude, HBO Max is already premium, man. I guess so. It's it's yeah. what is it? Fifteen bucks? Yeah, fifteen a bucks a month, man. Yeah, I guess it is a lot. But dang, yeah. I figured they would have something. Hmm. No, nah, let let it roll, man. Let's Why enjoy not? it. Yeah, it's I gonna mean, be fun to watch. I'm man. all for it. It I is can't gonna be wait. awesome. It's, hey, it's, go ahead. We're gonna review it here. Hey, wait, wait, what day? I wonder what day of the week. I'm gonna you. You guys keep talking. I'm gonna check something real quick. I'm gonna see what day of the week. Yeah, uh, I'm just, I'm Friday. Just, yeah. I'm, I'm just excited to see the fact that uh, <laughs> we're going to review it. Oh yeah, we are going to review it. Yeah, I'm just excited to see it come to the. There's no way my wife's going to let me hang out with you fools on Christmas Day. Yeah, no, no, no. That's not happening for sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but we'll soon, soon after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we yeah, will. Yeah. To our listeners, to our subscribers, please subscribe. We will have a review for Wonder Woman 1984, hands down. Yeah, so easily. Yeah, that's going to be awesome, man. Mm-hmm. That's going to be so fun. Yeah, it'll be a great way for you to, uh, you know, experience it if you don't have HBO HBO Max. You know, you can be like, just listen to the pod and just live vicariously through us. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my expectations are pretty high for this. Yes. It really is. So yeah. I think it's going to be good. It's going to be great. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, uh, DC Universe, man. Uh, a lot of big things going, a lot of wheels yep. turning. Uh, we talked about HBO Max and their connection to DC Universe. Well, um, HBO, Ma- HBO has a series coming out. Uh, we have uh, the Batman Beyond series, and they've uh, already announced yeah, that they've yep. uh, signed on Michael Keaton, right? But now HBO Max has uh, got their eyes set on, uh, very strongly reported here, uh, they have uh, Timothy Chalamet. To play Terry McGinnis, which this dude, I mean, he's a fairly newcomer, uh, last like five years. Yeah. And uh, he's been mainly in indie movies, uh, a lot of indie movies. Yeah. But this dude, man, he he can act. He can act. We're going to see him in Dune, hopefully, eventually. Uh, Who knows (laughs) when, right? Yeah. Maybe. Asterisk there. Uh, But... But dude, man, I'm excited to see that because they're going for Timothy Chalamet. That means that they have some commitment here. Yeah, Michael Keaton has already shown that he, in his later years, this uh, Ke- Keaton sans or whatever you want to call it, uh, is 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 real. It's happening, and uh, they got him to play the older Bruce Wayne. And uh, if they can get Timothy Chalamet to play Terry McGinnis here, this is going to be quite the series. And yeah. it may even get like uh, quite the following that uh, Watchmen has gotten in, yeah. in HBO Max form. Like this is going to be this is going to be awesome. When man. is this yeah. supposed to air? To be decided still. Okay, but, so it's uh, still really early. Yeah, it's really early in the process. Uh, reports say that that HBO Max is, is is really pulling out all the stops to get Timothy Chalamet. But the fact that they're going for a high name like that means that they are committed and they are. Really dedicated to making this show 
be something to compete with the animated series. Yeah, yeah, he's one of the biggest rising stars in um in uh in the movie industry. Yeah. He's in headlining Dune in, in defensive like... in defense in like the sense of like his acting prowess. Uh, he like he has been cast in Dune, which will be which could take him to that next level. But he is he, he's one of those people who had been like a lot of Oscar worthy type of roles yeah, up until sure. this point, where more like independent type movies. Um, but the, he will he, he's been you know he, he he's definitely in that community of he's just he it's just a matter of when he's going to be in one of those big big blockbuster movies rather than. You know, if so, yeah. Yeah, a lot of the movies he's been involved with have been uh, in chatter around Oscar, Oscar worthy yes. performances like uh, Lady Bird and yeah. uh, Little Women uh, and yeah. uh, Call Me by Your Name. Like yes. these are all movies, like all you movie buffs out there who are like in depth and like Oscar type movies and stuff like that. Unlike like T Roll, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> That's rough. But yeah, man. you know his name, you know the performance yeah. he gives, you you understand like the the caliber of acting that this guy yeah. is capable of, and so bringing that to the DC universe, it shows that like hey. They do have a commitment here, unlike uh, some of these other movies that they put out that were just like, uh, just cringeworthy. But yeah. yeah, I'm excited, man. It should be fun. It should be fun uh, if they can get him. Uh, like I said, it's heavily rumored right now, the fact that they're even going for this guy. Um, but yeah, it'd be exciting to see how that turns out. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, you know, with the holidays coming about, there's a there's another movie being that's going to be released, uh, this time on Disney+. Plus. Uh, Disney has uh, said that they are going to release their new um, animated movie, Soul, on... Ah, yes, Pixar Soul. On December 25th as well? Uh, yeah. An well. interesting an interesting way to uh, fight each other for some streaming. We're seeing some uh, cross, uh, cross-platform violence going on there. Um, <laughs> some battles. But, yeah, duke it out. But what will, what will definitely happen is just you go to one and then you go to the other, because I'm definitely going to be watching both, especially since Soul, unlike Mulan, will be available at no additional cost. That's great. That's a great information to have yes. there. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, I did fork over the, 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 the cash for Mulan, but it's nice to be able to have... Yeah. Uh, it's a Pixar movie, so it's going to be high high caliber. It's yeah. going to be it's going to hit all the feels. It's going to be a good movie. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. It just it looks phenomenal. Um, from what I've seen in the trailers, I mean, it's got it's, it's led by Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey. I mean, just phenomenal, phenomenal leads. There's a bunch of other like uh, good actors that are going to be in it, and it looks like it's going to be a really nice mix of like Inside Out and Coco. Kind of a mix of those two worlds. That's amazing. And it just looks like it's going to be a really like solid addition uh, to the Pixar universe. Yeah, and I just want to go ahead and uh, a shout out our or one of our earlier episodes in the Royal Geek Podcast, our Pixar episode. I kind of I yep. called that as our, our sleeper for being like uh, one of our one of our favorites. Yep. Uh, so. It's it. I'm excited to see it. I'm I'm glad it's finally going to get out and to the public and. They're gonna, we're going to get content and good content. It so sounds like we'll, we'll have to do a review for both of them. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Double header. Mm. Mm. We'll talk about it. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you know. Get, get some late night food. Get together. Do a couple Ooh, pods. Yes, let's sounds, go. Sounds pretty, yeah. Let's go. Yeah, that sounds easy. Well, yeah, sounds doable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for that for sure, man. Anything Pixar puts its name on is is gold mm-hmm. at this point, right? So that's excellent. Well, listen, hey, before we get into our main spotlight. 
I think it's important to say last week on our on our uh, Royal Geek Podcast episode, we talked about me and Justin especially failing to purchase a PlayStation Five. And one week later, we just want to let everybody know. Oh uh, yes, the update. Just want to let everyone know that we still do not have a PlayStation Five. <laughs> we have uh, tried again with Walmart online, and uh, they fail us again. Yes. So listen to this. A good buddy of mine uh, actually was able to check out for his no Xbox way. Xbox Series X. Wow. And then from his bank, he got a he got a, reco- a notification saying that they halted it because it was a lot of money and they were confirming if it was him so they asked him to confirm but at that point it's too late oh so dang. his bank literally screwed him over that is terrible can you Whoa. imagine no. switching banks yeah switching banks in a heart like gosh how heartbreaking is that, that is insane and yeah. he's he's already purchased games for the uh the the next gen xbox Wow. Like Valhalla. Ooh, yeah. And like, so it's just like, you're just waiting to play it. Like, how heartbreaking. Yeah. <coughs> Anyways, excuse wow. me. Okay. All right, boys. We got some fun here, okay? Yes. T-Roll's top 16 bracket. Okay, so we should probably explain this a little bit. So if you're a sports fan, you might know about March Madness. Every year it happens, with the exception of 2020 because of the pandemic, where um, in the NCAA Division One basketball tournament, everybody goes crazy in March Madness for filling out their brackets, right? You have all these teams that are competing in this massive tournament, and everybody is guessing who's going to win. And they fill out their bracket, and they turn yep. it in, and they try to compete, right? It's a lot of fun. Okay, so Justin, you had this idea to do um, – kind of a bracket challenge for favorite movies for us. Yes. Right? So eventually we'll do an episode for Shimada. We'll do an episode for you, Sandy. We'll, we'll, we'll do an episode for everyone on the pod. And um, basically how it's going to work, we didn't do a full <laughs> NCAA size bracket, but we did a 16-movie bracket. So the way it works, just to kind of visualize, if you could visualize this for a second, listeners, Imagine you're looking at a bracket where you have, at the very top, you have the number one seed, which would be my favorite movie of all time, versus the number 16 seed, which would be my 16th favorite movie of all time, essentially. So I had to spend some time this past week really thinking about what are my favorite movies of all time. And it was really hard. Actually, I'll save that thought for a moment. But basically, what we're going to do is both Sandy and Shimato have no idea what these movies are. They might have some inclinations. They might have some guesstimations. Yeah. But they don't actually know what my bracket looks like from 1 to 16. And so as I announce each matchup, what we'll do is we'll talk about it for a minute, and then they're going to vote on what they think is the better movie or what they prefer. And then uh, we're going to see which movie moves on to the next round in each matchup all the way to the championship, I guess, game between the last two movies in my bracket to determine who wins the movie bracket for T-Roll, okay? <laughs> let's uh-huh. go. Yeah, let's get it, man. That's... You guys have any thoughts or questions before we get going? Uh, I'm just I'm a little little skeptical, I guess. Uh, I mean... What do you mean you're skeptical? What does that mean? I mean, because in my, in my eyes, buddy, pal, friend... Tell me, tell uh, me. You are a, a general fan of movies, like... Uh, I feel like a modern eye. We go deep dive into like these serious. Are you saying I'm like, a softie? Yeah, I feel like you're a softie. As far as, like you're yeah. more mainstream, 
And uh, Shimano and I, we really we we love mainstream. We consume mainstream. Man, that's tough, but bro. we do sure. a, we do a deep dive in these indie movies, man. We can we can really. Uh, I don't know. Broaden our horizon, our mental capacity by these indie, indie movies. But I mean, I'm sounding like a like a bougie guy right now. But 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 in all actuality, no, it's I, fair. I'm excited to see what you have because I mean, I'm I'm calling it right now. I've seen probably all these movies. I was gonna say one of the reasons yeah. I haven't told you all my <laughs> movies is because I'm confident you guys have seen yeah. all of yeah. them. But I'm excited to see how this turns out. To simplify what Justin was saying, there, it's like it's like when you see a girl and. T-Roll is all about, like, the superficial oh, stuff. And oh. me and Justin get down to, like, her personality oh. and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> That's harsh, I man. I love it. I love it, man. <laughs> That's harsh. Yeah. All right. Hey, T-Roll, shout out to Shimato and all of his analogies, man. I love dude, it, Dude, they're great, dude. Keep them coming. Keep them coming, man. <laughs> they are gold. Okay. Hey, so over, so- under, two more of the rest of the pod. Oh, for sure over. Okay, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. All right, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Again, if you if you aren't familiar with the whole craze of brackets every year in March for March Madness, again, just imagine what we are doing right now. It's my top 16 movies, and they will face off against each other in a showdown where Justin and Shimada will essentially vote for which one will go on to the next round, okay? So the cool thing about this is when, when you hear – for example, when we first start, it's going to be number one versus number 16. I clearly like the movie that's in number one spot more than the movie in the number 16 spot. Yeah, or you wouldn't have seen it that way. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. but if both Anthony and Justin say, no way, T-Roll, we love you, but you're freaking crazy. The <laughs> Wrong. Movie, the movie in 16 is way better than number one. Then the movie in 16 will get the upset and move on yeah. to the next round. So that's let's go. Let's go. That's what's fun about this. So, all right. All that being said, the, <laughs> the one last thing I want to say is I think my wife gave me some good perspective as I was trying to think through what are my top 16 movies. And she said it doesn't necessarily need to be objectively the greatest movies of all time it needs to be your favorite movies okay and i think that was really helpful right because there are movies that i appreciate that didn't make my list but i acknowledge like man some of these movies are just phenomenal flat out right yeah so before i get into my top 16 here's a couple honorable mentions movies that just missed the top 16 ready for it yeah all right so, another Pixar movie. We've talked about it before. Inside Out. Mm. Love it. Love nice. it, love it, love it. Did not make my list. Uh, I think an underrated movie, but I love the story and the plot and just how emotional it gets. Yes. Blood Diamond. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Really good film. Leonardo DiCaprio, really yeah. good film. Dijman Hunsu. That's it. right. Yes. A great actor. Jennifer Connelly. The Longest Yard, the new edition. <laughs> uh, yes. That def- definitely fill- fits into the column of guilty pleasure. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, another, and this is this is probably the biggest example of okay, acknowledging a movie is great, but it just as much as I enjoyed it, it's not my f- one of my favorites. Shawshank Redemption. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah, definitely probably yeah. maybe the greatest movie of all time. Some would say, yeah, it it's definitely usually has caliber. Like, for it's sure. definitely usually mm-hmm. in people like the top five when yeah. people rank it, maybe yeah. even top three a lot of times, yeah. right? Uh, Skyfall. Ooh, I love Skyfall, yeah, dude. Really good. Just didn't make, just barely missed my list. Okay. Uh, Step Brothers. <laughs> oh, <that was> so, <laughs> oh, dude, Step Brothers. Yeah. Ju- and even as I say it, I'm thinking, man, 
there's one movie on there where I'm like, man, I probably could have had Step Brothers in place of that one. Yeah. And then the last one, really close. And some of these, it's just, it's, okay, this movie I love, but it's so hard to watch. Yeah. Logan. Oh, yeah. Like, as a Wolverine fan, it's, it's, it's painful to watch. It is. It's a phenomenal film. It's a great it's the, movie. It's the yeah. greatest thing that Fox has ever done from in the Marvel universe. Preach it, man. Hands Preach down, it. Yeah. without a without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. But it's just it's like really hard to watch. Yeah. Oh man, I cry every time. So those are my <laughs> those are the honorable mentions. And those again, are some good honorable mentions. Yeah, man. man these are yep. my favorites. So again, you might hear this and say, "Man, Tyrol, this guy he doesn't really like good movies." Well, maybe not. But this is my top okay. sixteen. So before he, before we uh, before we dodge in, what will be the oldest movie on his list? Mm. What Ooh. year wise? A year. Let's yes. hear it because I know. You know I'll, yeah, actually, yeah, I'm gonna 1995. I'm gonna say 1995. 1995. Yeah. I'm gonna. What do you, you say, Shimano? You dare go lower? Or I'm gonna earlier. Go to, I'm gonna go to down to. I'm going to go down to 1990. 1990. Okay. Yes. He may surprise us with a 1984 movie on there. I'm Mm, maybe. Maybe. Actually, we might get a 1977 maybe. Okay. But anyway, (laughs) let's go. You guys are so I I mean, I don't think, I don't think that one will be on there, (laughs) but all right, let's go. Let's see. Let's see. I'm I'm excited. I I, I have a feeling there'll be, there's a possibility there'll be at least one 80 nostalgia movie on there. Oh, you know what? You know what you guys are probably thinking that I didn't put on my list? Another, It wasn't on my honorable mentions that I just read, but Rogue One is mm. close. Mm. Okay. Mm. All Rogue, right. Rogue One just barely missed my list. Okay. So. Definitely not an 80s movie, but <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, but, but in, 80s, you know, we've, yes. we've, yeah. we've talked we've a talked lot about of Star Wars. Yes. Yeah, we've yes. talked a lot of Star Wars lately. All right, let's get into it. The <laughs> listeners are dying. Uh, you know, when I do the show notes, I might do like when we start talking about it and then when we actually <laughs> start the bracket. <laughs> That's okay. about a good five minutes there. So if you are a uh, college basketball fan, you will understand the significance that in the entire history of college basketball, March Madness, there has only ever once been a 16 seed, the lowest seed in the tournament, to beat a number one seed. University so, of Maryland, Baltimore County <laughs> over Virginia. Virginia. So... Will the 16 seed defeat the one seed? Here we go. The number one seed on T-Roll's movie bracket, a 2017 film, a part of the well-documented uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, Thor Ragnarok. Mm. Mm. All right, let's go. Let's Versus go. the 16 seed, a film from 2001 that has a cult following and hands down with the exception of maybe The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises, has the greatest opening scene of any movie ever. 2001 film, comedy, Super Troopers. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Gosh. That what is... the heck? <laughs> again, and, and just once again for our listeners, this is an example where I, I know, I know that Justin and Anthony both love Ragnarok, but they might very well say, no way, dude, Super Troopers is the winner here. So let's see it, boys. What do you guys think? I mean, Super Troopers is a great movie, and, and this already kind of displays a little bit, even though Thor Ragnarok goes into the comedy realm, how difficult some of these questions are going to be. Because you're dealing with completely different genres. I mean, I know we're drawing this out a little bit to what's actually going to win here, but... I mean, (laughs) (laughs) 
Wow, oh, the, you there was some apprehension there. So I think you went ahead and okay, the, the comedy and comedy. I'm I'm, I'm going to consider Ragnarok a comedy. It, it's heavily heavily drama driven for but, sure. Uh, it's the, it's incredibly hilarious. Yes, it is. However, Super Troopers, I think, is a a generational comedy movie. I'm going to go ahead. A generational comedy yeah. movie. It has given us so many jokes, and we can literally watch scene after scene again yeah. and again. <laughs> Dude, like, like right meow. I'm talking right meow right about meow? yeah about <laughs> this movie, and it sticks. It sticks with you. It's something Consider- that considering the fact that in between our pods. You literally made a reference to <laughs> Super Troopers. I did. Like, I did. Yeah. That was a little foreshadowing on my part. Yeah. Because I was thinking about it for tonight. Yeah. And I mean, <sighs> but is it better than Ragnarok? Bro, I'm going 16 C no! to Super Freaking Troopers, no baby. Way. Dude. <laughs> all right. Team well, Ramrod all day, every <laughs> freaking Ramrod. day. Yes. Wow. Okay. Mm. Shimano, it's up to you, man. Because my vote is in, right? Yes. I have already voted for Ragnarok. Shimano, before it, you place your vote, it votes. Can it you go and get higher. me a liter of cola real quick? Uh, <laughs> a what? A liter of cola. <laughs> what is that? Do you know how fast you're going? Uh, uh 63? Don't spit in this cop's burger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, that is All a right. tough one. Oh. Let's see, Shimano. What do you think? Got to make a decision, man. Can't be here all night. Otherwise, I'm going to have to edit this out. University of Maryland, Baltimore County for the win. No Super way. Troopers. No way. Dude, Super Troopers all oh freaking day. Oh, my gosh. We are starting off with <laughs> hey, a listen, huge upset. Re- rewatchability is a thing, man. Oh, but Ragnarok yeah, is know, so I know, rewatchable. But you're telling me that Officer Farva <laughs> is not going to draw your attention every single time. Dude, when he puts that the uh, the soap, right, in, <laughs> in uh, is it Rabbit's Coffee, right? Oh, <laughs> gosh, yeah. Yeah. I got you, you son of a... <laughs> yeah. did, did somebody say shenanigans? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. When when uh oh my gosh I just love it when they're chugging the syrup and crap oh yeah oh mother of God sidebar in college uh, roommate and I we decided to do the syrup chugging challenge yeah oh, uh, both gosh. of us ended up throwing up yeah, our it's guts awful. man it's oh, awful oh my god anyway I don't blame you yeah. that okay. sounds terrible all, all right. right well I wasn't expecting that to happen because that city baby because I know how much you guys do love Ragnarok I really know that <laughs> I, and I know you guys liked I figured that you guys liked Super Troopers I didn't think you liked it that much but that's great all right Ready? Broken Lizard shout out so new movies coming hopefully also if you are a fan of March Madness, you would know that also right underneath the 1 and 16 matchup is the 8 and 9 matchup, which is theoretically the closest and most evenly contested in the whole bracket. So in my mind, these two movies are the closest of any on my list, okay? They both happen to be comedies, which you will see a lot of, I will say, you will see a lot of comedies on my list, okay? Because I am a safe movie viewer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, number eight, the 2004 film that is such an inspiration to many, Dodgeball, a true mm-hmm. underdog story. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. <laughs> versus the 2009, man, just one of the greatest comedies of our generation, The Hangover. Oh, wow. Dodgeball versus The Hangover. Who wins? Wow. I feel like uh, The Hangover has like heavily inf- influenced... I, in my eyes, like 
by dodgeball. I mean, there's a lot going on there because, I mean, it's a quote unquote realistic take on everything. And the Hangover, I mean, it could happen, obviously, but there's also dodgeball leagues now that have formed from yes. the dodgeball movie. <laughs> Isn't uh, that crazy? It, yeah, it is wild. Yeah, and Ben Stiller. Oh my yes. gosh, Ben Stiller oh. in that movie. How Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> <laughs> I just getting ready to say that, but I love that you yes. beat me and to Vince it. Vince Vaughn, yeah. oh, it's just amazing. The yeah. average yeah. Shows. However, Zach Galifianakis, oh. man, that is probably one of the rarest performances we're going to get on film. Like it was so good, man. Zach Galifianakis was was super solid in that role. Yeah, it was the breakout role for Bradley Cooper. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that absolutely. Really just kind of like took and Ed him to that next level. It too. Yeah, Ed Helms. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Ed Helms. It was another big role for him as well. You know, so definitely solid. Uh, it was the Dude, and the, the Ken Jong cameos. Dude. In oh, movies, Ken Jong, so much. Yeah. My uncle to this day quotes that movie more than. Maybe, with the exception of Wedding Crashers, quotes it so much. Yeah. Okay, yes. <sighs> Ooh, this is this is All a right. close one. Time man. for vote. It's time to put in your votes, boys. Okay. Dodgeball or The Hangover? When it comes down to my heart, I got to go with Dodgeball. Wow. Okay. When it comes down to me, I'm going to go Hangover. Ooh. So it's a split vote, which means I'm the tiebreaker, and that means that Dodgeball is the winner. You had him at the eight seed because I had Dodgeball at the mm. eight seed, yep. and again. Right, these are like I said. Yeah. These oh, are yeah. the closest. It is the most of any other competition on this bracket. It's the most toss-up one. Like yeah. it, it really was like, ugh, which one do I really like more? Depending on the mood, man, it could be it could it go either really way. Feels it feels that go way. either way. It yeah. really feels that way. Okay. okay, all right, I like it. So dodgeball is the winner. Dodgeball moves on and defeats the Hangover. Okay, next up. A, a classic matchup of five versus twelve. Now, if you're filling out a bracket, you typically will always take one to two of the 12 seeds versus the five seeds because you have four yep. different mini brackets of 16. We only have one tonight, so I wonder if this 12 seed is going to upset the five seed. Coming in at number five on my list, a 2019 film Ooh. that both of you were with me with when we watched it. I'm even wearing the jacket now to uh, celebrate it. And it was the culmination of uh, just so many years of watching Marvel movies. Of course, I'm talking about Avengers Endgame. Mm. Okay, yeah. Going up against a 2010 film that I saw right after I... Well, I might have been in high school still. I remember going to the Mall of Georgia to watch this film, directed by Christopher Nolan. Oh, shoot. Inception. Oh no! Endgame versus Inception. That's just wrong, dude. <laughs> I feel like you did it on purpose. Uh, oh, and that's another thing. I ranked them one through sixteen, but I didn't actually fill out a bracket until I got here tonight. So I have not. So you seen had no them. idea that these two were going to go up against the each only other. the only one I remember was like I know that one is going to play sixteen, but I didn't I didn't really look at any of the other potential matchups. So that's I didn't wrong, know about man. this at all. Again, with the sheer amount of comedies yeah. I had, I thought you wouldn't have many thrillers versus thrillers. Like this is a Endgame versus Inception is like an adventure thriller versus an adventure thriller. You yeah. know? Yeah. So I don't know if that even happens <sighs> again. Maybe. It, well, it might. So okay, dude. This is Let's talk for, about it for me. Honestly, this is a hard one because I, I mean. Our it's pod just, listeners know yeah. we go in depth at the MCU. And you guys I am, have already buried one MCU film. I, I know. can't imagine you're gonna do it again. Oh man, Inception for me is like near and dear to my heart, man. Wow. It, is, it is one of the the most uh, like makes you think, makes you 
uh, twists and turns. Every time you watch that movie, you come out with a different outcome. Yeah. Uh, but Endgame is just a fun overall movie, and it's a it's like the perfect conclusion to yeah. a saga. And it's it's hard to it's hard to pick against the perfect conclusion. Yeah. Um, but I'm doing it. I'm picking Inception over oh my Endgame. It's another upset. Yeah. Leonardo You've gone like, with the lower seed yeah. on all three picks. I can't so. help it, dude. You the way you have these uh, planned out, dude. Okay. I, so you're taking a, Inception, yeah. Shimato. Yeah. Um, I mean, both of these are phenomenal movies. Christopher Nolan's, like, at the top of his game. Like, this very well might be his best movie outside of the Nolan uh, Batman-verse. But for me, it comes down to just the culmination of everything that was the MCU. Um, So I I got to go with Endgame here. Awesome. I cannot believe it, man. Yes. Inception. Uh, no way, dude. What Endgame meant to us. Tr- trust me, I was there in the, in the, in the theater with, I know, you, but you with both of you, and I was more than overwhelmed with the excitement of seeing that movie, but Inception just does something to your mind that I think very few movies can actually do. Yeah, well, so yeah. does Captain America picking up Thor's hammer, okay? All right. <laughs> Sorry if that's a spoiler right there. It's been a, it's been over a year. You can get over it. Suck it. Let's move on to the four versus 13 matchup. Justin's still mad that He's Endgame. Human. Justin is still mad that Endgame beat out Inception. Dude, yeah. All right. We, we are going to check go- him for a weapons because he may end up stabbing us by the end of this. I don't think I honestly. Man, I'm this shaking, is going to be a I'm matchup. shaking my head right now, man. Yep. I cannot stop. You're going to have to get over it. All right. <laughs> because go. this Let's one. Again, when I wrote this out, I didn't realize who was playing who. I just kind of was speed writing everything down. This is going to be awesome. All right. We have a four seed versus a 13 seed. It's very rare that a 13 seed will defeat a four seed in the March Madness bracket. Let's see if it happens here. This happens to be, and this isn't going to be a surprise to you guys, a 2014 film. The third and final MCU film in my bracket. And you guys are already nodding your head because we all have the same exact three favorite MCU movies. This is Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Versus, again, I can see it in your face how much you love First it. First off, it's going to take a lot to beat this movie. Yeah. But let's well, go. Let's see. Let's see. Versus a generational classic. And happens to be a movie, believe it or not, even though I have a ton of recency bias, a movie... <laughs> From the 1980s. Whoa. Let's go. Are you guys excited yeah, to hear what it is? It. Let's see it. So Captain America the Winter Soldier versus the 1987 film Full Metal Jacket. Whoa. Oh, okay. That is okay. an interesting. Didn't see that one coming. No, I did not. Choice. Stanley Kubrick, right? Yeah, yeah right. Kubrick. Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely two solid movies there, of course. Uh, as we have stated on this podcast before, you know, our love of the uh, of those three movies, especially Civil... Uh, I'm Excuse me. Winter Soldier. It's okay. We'll forgive you on that one because they're both good. Yes. <laughs> um, it, it, it's, it's Winter Soldier is just such a phenomenal movie. It was at such a pivotal point in the MCU, and it just took... It, it was completely different than any other MCU movie that had been made at that point. Um, and then you got Full Metal Jacket on the other side. You know, a great Kubrick movie. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio in it, just a, playing a phenomenal role. Uh, just super, super solid acting. Definitely, it was a movie that was in two complete parts. Like the, oh, the for boot, sure. like the boot camp was like a completely different movie than the than the actual and the war scene. Yeah, yes. the war. 
the, the plot. war po- plot. Yeah, there. the so war I plot did, definitely. I mean, you're right. Two different movies. 100%. It's two movies for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's so, what it feels like. So when it comes down to me, uh, I'm gonna go with Captain America: Winter Soldier. Because for me, I would say if the whole movie was the boot camp, maybe it would have a chance. But for me, I just feel like the movie takes a a step down once it actually goes into right. the it, once it actually goes out into the field. Um, so for me, definitely Captain America. Yeah, I will say the boot camp scenes in Full Metal Jacket are phenomenal. Yeah. Um, the the drill sergeant is incredible. Incredible. And oh, the fact remarkable. that he's, he's an actual drill sergeant yep. is just, it blows your mind because that's the only authenticity that you, that he could get with, because no actor could replicate what he, yeah. what he did, no. was able to do. And he was able to play that, that role for years in, in, in cinema. Yeah. And, uh, it, it gave that real sense of, uh, like, oh crap, man, this is what goes on. Like, this is what he's, he's shaping the, the military, he's shaping yep. these people. Uh, but at the end of the day, for me, it's definitely Winter Soldier. Uh, it, just the espionage feel to it, the the whole uh, uh, action. It takes a step up in that movie. Yep. It's, I love it, man. Great movie. Awesome. So Captain America, the Winter Soldier, which, again, I have said on numerous occasions, really I don't maybe saved the MCU. It was so important. So it moves on. It defeats Full Metal Jacket, which is a phenomenal movie. Phenomenal movie. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Um, all right. I'm very excited about this 6 versus 11 matchup here, okay? It's a little closer to even. It, again, this is a matchup of two comedies, okay? <laughs> yeah, let's go. Oh, man. I think I think you guys are going to take the 6. I think you guys are going to take the 6, but we'll see. Coming in at number 6 is a 1998 film. Potentially... The greatest buddy cop movie of all time, Rush Hour. Oh, oh yes, <laughs> yes. Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan Gotta crush love it. it. Gotta love it. Versus the 2008 silly uh, comedy starring a couple uh, druggies, Pineapple Express. Oh, Ooh. that's also a good one. Yes. Ooh. Well, Very different types of Yes. The you know, comedy is different. For very sure. different types of comedy. Yeah. Yes. Chris Tucker's delivery in almost every line in that movie, uh, yeah. like it's belly roll laughing. Like it, it's, even it's, the simplest of things. Yeah. Oh yes. yes. Never touch a black man's radio. <laughs> Gosh, man, yeah. so good. And then, uh, like his comedy in juxtaposition to the almost stoic nature of Jackie Chan and his kind of real introduction to like American cinema, and you really got to see and. Uh, one of my favorite parts of all the Rush Hour movies is actually the outtakes at the end of the movies. Oh, oh most definitely. Like, like um, they're one of the few movies that like have really, really good outtakes because lots of times it's this scene of like Jackie Chan just being almost like like hilariously innocent when he just is stumbling over the English language, or he is, or it's some like crazy stunt that he's doing. You're really getting just to see into the world of just how like ridiculous. The talented yeah. he is, but the combo of Seth Rogen and James Franco is just with a, Danny McBride. Yes, yes, <laughs> with, Danny, with McBride. Danny McBride. It's a good, <laughs> it's a good duo there. It's good, man. So, Craig Robinson's I seen it. <laughs> <laughs> then it's gonna be cold tonight, a hole. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, I think for me, you're right. The six seed takes it. It's got to be rush hour. It's right? rush hour yep. for me. I have over yeah. rush hour yeah. as well. When I was looking at, it, I Chris was Tucker, like, legend. Yeah, when I was looking at, it, I was like, you know what? Pineapple Express really is good, but are they really going to vote for Pineapple Express over Rush Hour? Nah, yeah, I don't think nah. so. So that means we move on now to another stellar. Is this the last round? And uh... uh, no, there's a there's a few more. Okay, another stellar. I would say favorite versus an underdog. Knowing this, knowing the scene here, but the, the two of you, I can't imagine you guys picking the upset. I'm just going to say it right now, it's the three seed versus the fourteen seed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is there any world in which you see the 2008 amazing film that Justin actually got me into, The Dark Knight, as the three seed? Is there any way, is there any way that the three seed loses to a movie that almost didn't make my list? But again, in rewatchability, I absolutely love. It's a comedy. It's a very good comedy from 2013 starring Vince Vaughn. Oh. It's the internship. <laughs> wow, actually, that's a underrated movie. It's, a, it's, it's a, a very yeah. underrated movie. That's a, that's a funny movie, actually. So Owen Wilson kills it. Yeah. Yep. But no, it's trash. I mean, dude. Yeah. Compared to the Dark like, Knight, yeah. yeah, Dark Knight easily. The, the, this in is this. the easiest one yeah. so far. Yeah, I like, thought it was going to be the easiest one. The, and the again, f- the opening scene alone in the Dark Knight destroys the internship. Oh. So yeah. I. Don't need to think we need to go into this anymore. Yeah. It's, it's over and done with. All right, it's over and done with. And it, what I'll say is, again, this is proof. Like, if if I wanted to some somehow fabricate the matchups, I would not let the internship go against the Dark Knight. Right? It's, it's unfair. It really is. Right? It's not. Because the internship's a great movie, but it's <laughs> yeah. how do you compete, right? Yeah. This is so, an elite movie. Right, right. So just the, let that be proof to the listeners that there was no, like, okay, who's going to play who? I literally ranked 1 through 16, and I put him in the bracket. All right, there's two more. There are two more first-round matchups. And, again, this is the only other – I think this is the only other matchup that involves two movies that are not um, comedies. So I think you guys are going to be excited about that. This is the one that I think you guys might be most surprised is on my list. You might have felt this way earlier with Full Metal Jacket. You might have felt this way with Super Troopers. You probably didn't see that coming. I don't know if you guys are going to see this coming. A 2013 film that really is inspirational to me, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty Whoa. as the mm. Seven Seed Whoa. versus a 1998 epic, perhaps the greatest war movie of all time, Saving Private Ryan. Wow, that's a matchup right Ooh. there. Uh, yeah. Very different types ben, of films. Ben Stiller's performance in... Uh, the Secret Life of Walter Mitty is, is really remarkable. It, yeah. It's a good one. Um, but then Tom Hanks also delivers one of the greatest acting performances yeah. in Saving Private Ryan. That, but, uh, <laughs> that first 20 minutes is just, like, unreal. Oh, Saving Private Ryan? Yes. Yeah. Like, that D-Day. is yeah. some of the most intense action you will ever see in just unwavering. And it's... Like, it is just, it's ridiculous. Like, that scene is just, it, it, that made the movie, and then it just carried on, and the the amount of great acting and great actors that appear in that, there's so many great actors that just show up. That just, if, When you rewatch that movie, you're like, Ted Danson? <laughs> Nathan Fillion? 
Vin Diesel? Paul Giamatti? Yeah, Vin Diesel, yeah. Vin, right. uh, like that that's that's yeah, like even when you're talking about Vin Diesel, like his main crew, out even like outside of his main crew, like just how many people show up. Yeah. You know. I, I will say though, I mean, I just knowing Shimato and his background, like history is his thing, and like there's no way that this this uh this loses to Walter uh Mitty. But I will say what that what Secret Life of Walter Mitty did for me was show me that uh, a lot of these comedy uh, actors that yep. we know of can deliver these stellar yeah, performances. Like yeah. Kristen Wiig in this movie was yep. phenomenal in yep. this movie. Yeah. Um, Tell me you're not inspired to do something important with your life when you watch Walter Mitty. Right? Oh no, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. You're like absolutely inspired. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But I, I mean, Saving Private Ryan is going to take it for me. And and yeah, it, and probably for both yeah, yeah. And probably because it is one of those again generational films. It is it, right? yeah. I would I would say so. Yeah. And is that's it, just is just... it hands down to you guys the best war movie of all time? Hmm. And, uh, let it's, me say that it's Amer- one two. It's American one two. American war movie. I should American say. Movie. Okay. Um, American armed forces. <laughs> it, it it would definitely be like yeah, definitely in the top, uh, the top two or three. For sure, gotcha. Um, Nineteen Seventeen gives it a good run, as far as like. What I, said, I, said, I, know, I, know, I know you did, but <laughs> as, far, as far as war movies go, yes. But yeah, it's just there. There are a lot of like. It, it, I would definitely say that it's like it, it's Tom Hanks in his prime. Like, that yeah. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes on a sick run there when he's when yeah, he's it's the great Ryan days. So mm-hmm. okay, all right, boys, and and you know what? There are some really good moments of impromptu acting in Saving Private Ryan. From Matt Damon and yes, that's right. Like, you, you, should, oh, you should check you that Matt out. Damon. Those yeah. You, <laughs> yeah, don't forget Matt Damon's in that freaking movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so this is the last matchup in the first round. Okay, this is the last matchup of movies that you guys don't know. The rest of them are going to be movies you've already voted on, and you know that they moved on to the next round. Uh, but it is closest to the first matchup of one versus sixteen. It is a two versus fifteen, which means there is a heavy difference in my favorability however i wonder if you guys are going to feel the same way about the underdog in the 15 versus the two as you did in the 16 versus the one so let's start here the number two film on my list and these are both comedies the second movie from the 80s you guys probably weren't expecting me to have two wow you guys were both wrong on that yeah yeah Number two movie on my list, without a doubt, and I've talked about it before, Major League. Oh, <laughs> I should have known that. Yeah. yeah. I thought you guys would have thought of that, but that's okay. Versus, <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm just laughing thinking about this movie. The 15 seed from 2007, Superbad. Ooh. That's also McLovin. Pretty, that's also pretty classic too. Man. Yeah, it's 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 classic for us, right? Yeah. I mean, I was like in it, high school. Yeah, it's established a few things in this. Uh, we were all in high school, right? This also, might be a generational comedy, mm. to be honest with you. But Major League is pretty pretty generational in itself. Yes, uh, the whole like uh, sports comedy and yeah. uh, uh, really what it brought to the table at the time for sure. Um, yeah. Golly, man. I mean, yeah. Got to think about this one. <laughs> yeah, this is a it's a pretty solid matchup. Um, I mean, I definitely remember Superbad and McLovin, and you know, getting all into that stuff. Emma Stone's first big, big, big role. Yeah, you know, it was the you know breakout for Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah as well. You they've know, they've gone on to do like some really yeah, good stuff. Some, some really good stuff. Yeah. Like Sarah had already been in like in uh, I believe he had I think believe he had already been in Juno. 
at that point. Yeah. And Arrested Development. But he was in Arrested Development yeah. and, and stuff like that. But yeah, um, like, yeah, there were a lot of solid, you know, pieces that went on through that. Even Dave, even um, Dave Franco's in it. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, um, like there's just uh, so many solid a- actors in there. Bill Hader, Seth Rogen. <laughs> That's right. Like, it's just like, I, like I just, yeah, you can just throw it all out there oh, with, it, with that. It's so good. Um, but you know, like Major League, so good as well. You know, it it, it just shows a great like, enca- it encapsulates like the the life of the, the these baseball players who are up against the odds. You know, just. You know, all, all, the the classic underdog story. That's really what it is. It right. is. Oh, the, for sure. Yeah, it, it brings up that you know, fighting against the system. You know, everyone's against you type mentality. And again, this is where my wife came in to help me a lot. She said, "What what are movies that have a lot of rewatchability and that you quote a lot? Movie and now at the same time, Superbad does have a ton of mo- moments yes. that are memorable. Yes, but for me, it was like, man, especially with some of my closest friends, like." I feel like I talk about I mention a major league quote at least two or three times a week. Wow, <laughs> yeah. Like seriously, but I'm re- I'm intrigued to see what you guys are going to vote for. So let's I'm, hear it. I'm going super bad. Ooh, another upset. I think the baseball mm. fan Anthony mm. Amato is going to go major league, but let's hear it, Amato. What you think? I mean, He's I don't wearing, know. Literally I'm, wearing a Cooper t- Cooperstown shirt. <laughs> I am. I'm wearing a. Uh, baseball Hall of Fame shirt on, so I'm gonna go with Major League. At a boy, <laughs> yes sir. What a yes, shame! Sir. What a shame! No way, man. Yeah. No, Major League is phenomenal. Gosh, man. I but if you do want to watch Super Bad sometime, I'd be happy to. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the the entire sequence when when they realize that he chose McLovin as a name <laughs> is phen- on his fake ID. Yeah, it's yes. just priceless. It's priceless. All right, all right. So with that. We are now moving on to the second round. We have four heavily contested matchups here. Um, do you guys like the style where you don't see the bracket and I just keep going? Keep with... going, dude. Okay. Let's go. Yeah. All right, let's, let's see. So let's circle back to the top. Earlier, the 16 seed Super Troopers <laughs> took out the number one seed Thor Ragnarok, and the number eight seed Dodgeball, a true underdog oh, story. Comedy, comedy again. Defeated the Hangover. Yeah. So another comedy, comedy matchup of Dodgeball versus Super Troopers. Who you got? If I'm just thinking off the top of my head here, and I'm thinking if when I hear Super Troopers and Dodgeball, for me personally, like Super Trooper takes the cake all day long, dude. There's so much quotable lines in Super Troopers, but then again, Dodgeball also has some good lines in there, but. Do you, remember For, the, do you remember the moment when Vince Vaughn's at the bar with Lance Armstrong? <laughs> that uh, oh, oh, but what are you dying from? Yeah. Right now it feels like shame. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's, good. Yeah, it's, it's, that's a really good scene. I feel like, you but know. But then again, you have schnozberries that taste like schnozberries. Schnozberries that taste like schnozberries. <laughs> I think I have to go with a true underdog story and oh. go with Super Troopers. Oh, <laughs> what? Yes, wow. let's go. So super Justin, Troopers. You got super yes, Troopers as Super well. Troopers. Thank you for that one. I need wow. that. I went for literally from like disappointment to a sheer exhilaration. So wow. thank you. I, I couldn't resist the wordplay with him literally yes. having underdog in the di- uh, in the Thank you. In the that title. Is so good. That's so good. All yes. right. I'm I'm really excited about this matchup next up because we talk about these films a lot. Okay, and I love the fact that Avengers Endgame and Captain America the Winter Soldier are going up against each other, mainly because of two reasons. One, they're not battling against other movies. We're going to knock out. We're going to get one MCU film to go to the Final Four. That's wow. great. Okay, yeah, I that's think good. that's fitting, don't yeah. you think? 
Yeah. If, for us, for especially for me, it's good for there to be at least one. Um, but also, <laughs> but also, here's what's best about this: we have done a podcast where we talked about Endgame, Winter Soldier, and Thor Ragnarok being our three favorite MCU films, and how they're all kind of interchangeable. So I cannot wait to see how you guys <laughs> vote for this: Avengers Endgame versus Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Okay, well, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say this to start off. Okay, so Endgame. Right, the the culmination of these movies, the conclusion of where we came to, right? Hear me out. I just said it was a culmination, all right. So that would not happen if it wasn't for Winter Soldier. Okay, we mentioned how pivotal it was, right? It was pivotal. Yes, I'm I'm going Winter Soldier, man. Wow, Winter so you're, Soldier. You're confident oh, I'm about confident it. about it. I don't. I didn't have to, like once you said those are the matchups. I, I already knew Winter Soldier takes the cake. Okay, Shimato. Uh, well, I do believe. This will be the end game for end game. Oh, my God. Captain America, Winter Soldier. Wow. Yeah, let's go, man. It wins. Okay, Winter Soldier moves on. That is amazing. And it's not a surprise totally because we've talked, again, we've talked at at length about how amazing that film is and how important it was. Okay. A matchup that, again, I think I know where you guys are going to go because it involves the Dark Knight. (laughs) Right? Yeah, it's going to take a lot. But. Can Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan <laughs> in their performances in Rush Hour? Again, it's two radically different films. Two detectives going up against each other. Oh, oh okay. Rush Hour versus The Dark Knight. Is there any chance that Rush Hour defeats The Dark Knight? You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say no way. Get the heck out of <laughs> here, is, man. Is it close for you? No. <laughs> it's light years apart, man. <laughs> so I will. So when we were doing the first round, I will say the 6-11 matchup between Rush Hour and Pineapple Express was by far my most lackluster matchup. Like I felt the I felt the most nothing about that ma- matchup. <laughs> like all the rest I had for the most part I had one where I was like very I was very over the top of and they were I felt like they were like really really good movies. I felt like that was probably the weakest matchup. So there's no way that that uh, Rush Hour could get past the Dark Knight. Dark Knight all the way. Yeah. All right. Easy. Bruce Wayne moves on. Dark Knight. Okay, the last matchup in the second round. We mentioned it earlier. We mentioned both of these earlier. But again, two radically different types of films. But both of them coming from before 2000, so you guys should be proud of me. (laughs) Saving Private Ryan Mm. versus Major League. (laughs) These are very drastic movies, man. Very You feel two different ways, for sure, man. The intensity in Saving Private Ryan. Yes. The fact that they were able to capture the feelings that were were going on on film is just next level, man. Yeah. And uh, I do feel like uh, Major League, it was just, they grab a camera and a couple beers and let's roll, baby. And... But it was amazing. It was was was, was funny. It was amazing. Uh I mean, I feel like this is a clear one, but Amato, I would love to hear what you have to say. I mean, I definitely, like, I'm definitely leaning one way. Um, He's got to be the most torn right now because he's a history buff and a baseball buff. Yeah, for sure. I can uh, see it. I can see it in his face. This is a tough, tough matchup um, for me. Um, There's so much cool things that have went into both. I love baseball. I love that journey, and I love everything about history. Uh, fun fact about the Saving Private Ryan, um, when they were doing filming, they actually, everyone went to boot camp except for Matt Damon. They purposefully kept him out of the boot camp so that they would have almost this 
natural animosity for him as a character because of the way they had to feel towards his character because they were like giving up all this stuff to save this one person. Like, why does he get saved? Wow. There's built like a little built in extra animosity that went along with it. So for me, I'm going with saving private Ryan and me as well. Yeah. Wow. I'm not surprised because again, I understand just the radical importance and gravitas of that film. Um, but I am heartbroken because I love Major League. Yes. <laughs> I was literally talking to some friends uh, yesterday about when we're going to get together to watch it because there's a buddy <laughs> of mine who hasn't seen it. You believe that? Uh, but that's okay. All right. It's time to say we're getting late into the pod. We're not going to go too much longer, but we only have four films remaining. We are in the final four. All right. The witching hour of <laughs> T-Roll's, uh, of T-Roll's uh, movie bracket. So let's circle back to the top. This movie... Super Troopers, which defeated <laughs> Thor Ragnarok and defeated Dodgeball, a true underdog story. The 16 seed is in the final four. The first time ever a 16 seed has made it to the final four. But will it be able to overcome Captain America, the Winter Soldier? Jeez, man. These are such drastic yeah. movies, man. Yes, it is. Different, you mean? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Like, I... I I was thinking ahead when I was like kind of running through some of the movies in my head, and after we got past the first round, I was like, okay, I feel like the second round is going to be pretty easy. Like it, when we went through, it was relatively easy for me the choices, but these this final four is going to be really rough. Yeah. Um, like I, we said a lot about these movies already, and just like they're just the great, the greatness of these movies. Um, and I mean, I love Broken Lizard. Like, okay, yeah. Broken Lizard has like I mean it's kind of like shaped my like my upbringing like I mean the movies that they've released yes uh, starting with Super Troopers yes like, it was Su- Super Troopers uh, Club Dread which is I think one of the best comedy yeah. horror movies ever made yeah it's good um, man. like Beer it, Fest Beer Fest is so good and you know even though it's okay it, well, Slam and Salmon is actually okay it's not it's by far their worst movie but it's like it's still still decent i i think i gotta go with captain america winter soldier though mm. wow okay what do you think justin so captain america winter soldier soldier has been at the top of my list for years it man has. years i love that movie man I'm going to go Super Troopers. <laughs> it's one of my guilty pleasure movies, man. That movie is just so hey, funny, man. So how excited... You didn't know my list at all. How I, excited uh, were you when I said Super when Troopers When you dropped earlier? Super Troopers, man, like... It is like... Did your one, heart swell? It, it did, man. It is one of my favorite movies, man. It, it really oh, is, but... Man. Oh, so, so good. unfortunately, since Super Troopers was the 16 seed, naturally, it ranked lower than Winter Soldier on my list. And since I'm the tiebreaker vote... Captain America the Winter Soldier moves on to the Dude, final. I feel like I need to have a whole separate pod on how to sh- uh, sway Shimato on a, to change his uh, vote. Because right. it <laughs> Here's was just thing. incredible movie, man. Here's the thing. I think this is the matchup, though. The other Final Four matchup is literally The Dark Knight versus Saving Private Ryan. Gosh. <laughs> okay. Let's hear it because okay, again, so, I think I know where you're going, okay, but wow. I really am curious where just or where uh, Amato is going. So let's hear it, boys. They both bring intensity. Like if we're looking yeah. at the the boat scene in the Dark Knight, 
Oh, yeah. And we're comparing that intensity that you feel like this. Uh, the Joker has this plan, right? And is is the Dark Knight going to to get to them in time before they blow each other up, right? That whole that whole scene, right? And then you have that compared to Saving Private Ryan and the yep. multiple scenes that they have where uh, they're breaking down uh, the intensity of war, yep. right? But then the Dark Knight does it again earlier in the movie. They do it. They do it multiple times. Like when you're chasing a Joker on the semi truck. Like yeah. Like that scene. Like that scene's incredible. The visuals are amazing. The fact that they actually flipped a semi. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's so, so beautiful. For me, it's a Dark Knight. Easy. Okay. Easy. 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 Huh. So yeah, I mean, they're both phenomenal movies. Um, I think that the opening to Saving Private Ryan is one of the greatest scenes in all of cinema. Saying that, <laughs> I, I will say after that, it becomes like a very, 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 very solid movie. But I don't think it reaches the heights again in that. So I'm going with The Dark Knight. Let me just say this, okay? You said the opening is like one of the greatest, right? Yes. Ryan. I agree yes. with that. That's a very strong statement. However, the opening of The Dark Knight may be the greatest. I okay. The Joker. I mean, the whole Joker. That that, that scene is so so good. But for me, the and it may just be because of my my historical connection with the knowledge of what that actually what that was and everything like that. That opening scene is one of the most intense and one of the like just can't turn your head away. The most you know straightforward look at you know a, a lot of war movies try to gloss it up you know play play it you know nice and nice and smooth and everything like that but they just they looked right down the barrel and just showed the the horrific nature of war and if if my memory serves correctly and and now dark knight does this too cuz you you don't the first five minutes, you don't find out what's really happening until minute five, right? You don't really yeah. see the Joker until the end. But the beginning of Saving Private Ryan, you you're just it's just brutal, right? You don't even yeah. really see Tom Hanks. You don't even really see his crew, right? It's just mostly focusing on the brutality of D Day, is it not? Yeah. I, or am I, I wrong? You you you're following Tom Hanks. You're not what most of the rest of his group. You're not following, but it's his like. Like I, I, there was a quote for Tom Hanks in oh, on yeah, the first right. day of the shooting when he's on the landing craft and there, and he, he he remembers the very first scene when they were doing the shooting, and they they lower it and he and he distinctly remembers like the eight people in front of him just falling dead, wow. and that's the moment where he knew that this was going to be completely different than any other take on this before because. Even though a lot of other movies show how horrific war can be, like this, it really showed, like, really how much was lost by in human human lives in nature. And when it goes slow mo, and one of the most iconic scenes is the guy searching, just walking, like stumbling around, searching going down, picking up his own arm that had been blown off, and just like it is. It, it is incredibly powful. Like it, yeah. it, it, it is just in, insanely powerful. I will admit that Dark Knight scene is 
phenomenal. But for me, that that opening to Saving Private Ryan is one of the greatest openings ever in all of cinema. It's hard, right? These are two of the greatest, literally <laughs> two of the greatest films of all time, right? So especially for our generation, and I and I love what Saving Private Ryan did to teach people our age and hopefully younger of man what that day cost and what that whole campaign cost the world, right? Yeah. But we are the Royal Geek Podcast. And we love things like the Dark Knight, and we also love things like Captain America, the Winter Soldier. (laughs) And how fitting is it, despite the fact that I have an idea of who's going to win this matchup, that this bracket for my favorite movies would come down to essentially the greatest superhero movie of all time, the Dark Knight, versus what, again, I would consider probably... Maybe one of the best MCU films in Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Marvel versus DC. Marvel versus DC. And in terms of the totality of their work, I think it's pretty obvious that Marvel has totally eclipsed DC in their ability, in Marvel's ability to make epic movies and DC's complete inability to have a cohesive universe. Yes, yeah. easily. But in terms of a one-off... right. Right? Which is the, what we're going to talk about here. That's right. The Dark Knight might be the greatest superhero, not necessarily like comic book movie, but and that's what that's the distinction of Christopher Nolan's rendition of it, of uh, the Batman here. But right. I'm intrigued to see what you guys have to say. The Winter Soldier versus The Dark Knight. So I'm, I'm a huge fan of, and I, I feel like Amato should be with me here, but I'm a huge fan of you're only as good as your villain. And... Literally, that was going to be one of my yeah. points. And the, uh, like, like what I was thinking about when it came down to those two, I'll, I'll let you continue to go, yeah. but go, go ahead. Yeah. So let's break down the Winter Soldier. The villain is the Winter Soldier in this movie. Yes. All right. So he's more of a force. He is more of somebody who is physically um, impeding upon the hero. Yeah. Um, somebody who doesn't really have much dialogue going into no. the movie. Very um, little. <laughs> it, it, very little. Um he, I mean, in the MCU overall, he still has very little That's true. Uh, dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking about it, compared to uh, blow for blow, we have the Dark Knight versus the Joker, where the Joker has at least three monologues in this whole entire yeah. movie, and each of them as captivating as the as the other. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the, his lines may even be better than anything that yeah. the Dark Knight has delivered in the entire movie. And I just feel like Heath Ledger's performance in that movie, uh, like, steals the whole entire thing. Where I'm going to go on a limb here and say this is hands down. There's not even a competition here that the Dark Knight easily wins against the Winter Soldier. Um, I don't know if it's. I think it might be a little bit closer for me, but like for me, it is the Dark Knight as well. I mean, yes, for you, for you, I know Batman is. Your end all be all. <laughs> <laughs> not your wife, not your kids, nothing yeah. else. Batman. Yes. Oh, man. But legitimately, when we were getting down to those two, and uh, and T. Rowe was talking about you know the matchups and things like that, I was like, okay, so thinking about these, and I was like, okay, he, he I was like, okay, you know, vil, villain. I was like, okay, yeah, like you got to go with that because Captain America: Winter Soldier. Splits their villains into two. It's you have your your physical villain, which is the Winter Soldier, like you were saying. It has this more overarching villain as well, which is the force that is Hydra. Um, Which those are both 
you know, it was very, very well done. But Heath Ledger and his menacing nature, um, I, and the fact that he covers, he is everything that the villain yeah, is. He's in both. One he's piece. the force and yes. the uh, yeah. mental mental and, aspect, and um, everything like that. Um, and just the way. I, and just in general, like the the relationship that the Joker has with Batman, I love it. It is just, I mean, and I know that's such a simplistic way to look at that, and I know that it's pretty much how everyone loves, feels about it. But the the idea that I, I love the idea that the Joker is just there with a stick, and his his meaning in life is to poke the yeah. Batman, yeah, and to push him over the line. That is what he is trying to do. He is there to create anarchy. He is there to he is there to make the, bat, the Batman do something that he regrets, something that he can't come back for. It isn't about necessarily doing a specific deed himself. He wants the Batman to do something to where when he looks in the mirror, he does not recognize himself. And that alone is what makes this movie hands down better than The Winter Soldier. In my opinion, there you go. So here's what I'll say: If you again, I like comparing this to uh, college basketball because that's where we get March Madness from. Every now and then, you have a national championship game that is just amazing, right? You have yeah. this lower seed underdog who is able to go blow for blow with the uh, the favorite, right? And while I will say the Winter Soldier is a remarkable film that totally change the MCU in a lot of ways save the MCU uh, the reality is the Winter Soldier was created for the MCU it was created to literally change the direction of the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe and it did so much for the the literal MCU as opposed to the Dark Knight which in 2008 just simply rocked everybody's world as Maybe one of the greatest movies of all time, certainly for our generation, certainly for Americans, right? Just seeing this rendition of the Batman, it was just phenomenal. And yeah. that's why it was higher on my list on my list than Winter Soldier. So it does win uh, in a landslide victory. But it doesn't mean that Winter Soldier wasn't a good film. We obviously know it was a good film. Uh, but again, it does come down to that question <clears throat> that a lot of people like to talk about with Marvel versus DC. It's obvious that Dark Knight is the greatest DC film of all time, in my opinion. I mean, I don't think it anybody is. There's nothing. Yeah. Nothing's close. Anybody no. who questions yeah. that, you can just say you're probably an idiot, right? But is there anything, and maybe we, this is a whole other podcast, is there anything in Marvel, is there anything in the MCU that competes with it? That's perhaps another conversation for another time. Let's focus it for the rest of our time on this pod, which we do have to cut short because it's going long, on congratulating Christopher Nolan and the entire cast over at The Dark Knight for an amazing performance and winning my bracket, T-Roll's bracket, all right? So, and thanks to Justin, because when we were roommates, when we were in college, I somehow hadn't seen The Dark Knight. Yeah, it was 2011. mind It was 2011, yeah. and so three years after the yep. movie came out. Um, but yeah, so again, once again, all of, as I was looking back on my list, I was like, you know what? I basically just went on rewatchability. Like that that's really what I went on. That's why Ragnarok was number 1. That's why Major League was number 2. Dark Knight was number 3. Like and then the next two films were other Marvel films as well. <laughs> yeah. Right? Winter Soldier was 4, Endgame was 5. So I, I pretty much went on and Rush Hour was 6. I pretty much went on rewatchability. 
And that makes sense for kind of a casual movie guy like me. Right. You know, but uh, perhaps we will have more um, fascinating conversations with some of y'all's lists again in the future. All right, so we got to cut this short. Uh, we got to end this uh, pod here, and this has been really fun. I hope, I I hope that if you're still listening, you enjoyed this conversation as we kind of went through my bracket. Before we get out of here, do you guys have any recommendations for anything? Uh, yeah, um, season two just started actually, um, and I'm referring to uh, HBO Max, uh, HBO in general. Um, his his Dark Material. Uh, it is uh, it's, it's a really good show, fun show. Um, it's based on the 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 Golden Compass, quote unquote, um, book series. But uh, we got a movie in like 2008 or 2007, or yeah. probably 2008. And uh, Golden Compass overall, but uh, it's really good. Um, very uh, sci-fi fantasy. Which if you're you're needing a sci-fi fantasy fix, this is definitely it for sure. Um, but yeah, season two so far, uh, episode one is, uh, it's, it's got me hooked. I'm ready. I'm ready for this, uh, season to unfold and see where they go and see where they take it. But if you haven't started watching it yet, it's season two is just starting. So go ahead and, uh, knock out some, uh, season, season one on HBO max. Uh, it's a really, really good, really fun watch. Yeah. Um, mine comes from the, uh, Netflix universe. Uh, I been watching through this show, I uh, haven't quite finished it yet, but it's been pretty solid so far. Uh, Queen, the Queen's Gambit. I've heard a lot of good yeah. things about the show. Yeah. It's, yeah. Been, it's, it's been pretty solid so far. Um, it's definitely an interesting, like, inside the mind of a chess savant. Um, she, she started when she was very young. It's based off of a book by the same name, which was based off of the life of Bobby Fischer, who is one of the considered one of the greatest chess players of all time. Um and he was all he was a, a savant as well. It's about it's about her growing, going from a very like poor and very um, you know she was very poor. She was very smart. She started on an orphanage, and you know like it, her 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 rising through and just dominating the world of chess. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've heard a lot of a lot of great things about it. So I'm I'm thinking about getting into it too. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Good deal. So before we get out of here, I will say I normally don't have any. I normally don't have any recommendations, but I do have actually something that's pretty good. So if you go on Amazon Prime Video and you search MXC, Most Extreme Elimination <laughs> Challenge, <laughs> if you want a good laugh, uh, <laughs> go search MXC on Amazon Prime Video. They just added, I think, all of Season 1 to uh, Amazon Video. It is absolutely hysterical <laughs> good stuff um, yeah yeah especially if you're a dude i will say it might be a little uh culturally inappropriate now this show definitely came out in like the early 2000s or mid 2000s yeah. uh on spike tv so you know that should tell you everything you need to know about whether or not it be a, a you know acceptable in today's world but if you're good if you're up for a little crude humor I think I think it's a good good uh, recommendation for you. So, uh, with all that being said, I will tell my good friends Justin and Anthony we should probably turn on Super Troopers before we get out of here and watch that opening scene. <laughs> um, and thank you once again. Seriously, you know this is a very different pod. It's a little longer. I hope that people will listen to the entirety of this. Uh, but you know this was a fun dis- this is a fun conversation for me. I think it was fun to see y'all's faces and not really expecting what's next 
with the bracket. Um, so thank you guys for joining me on this. Uh, all that being said, for my good friends, Justin Sandoval and Anthony Amato, this is T-Roll saying thank you once again for listening to the Royal Geek Podcast. We will see you next time, you peasants. Peasants.